This podcast of The Matt Wyatt Show is presented by Mississippi Land Bank. Land Bank. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. Are you interested in buying land, farmland, hunting land, recreational property, or even a place to build that dream home? Anything land-related in North Mississippi, go to Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land. If you'd like to catch an entire replay of the entire radio show on any day, check out the on-demand of the live stream. Every day the show is streamed live, all three hours, on Facebook, YouTube, and on Periscope. Just look for me, Radio Wyatt, on any of those platforms, and you'll find the entire show from that day, and you can stream the whole thing on demand. Check it out. Mississippi State and Auburn. Auburn wins it 24-10. Win the game. Kind of act a fool. Lots of extracurricular stuff goes on during the game. Really both teams, but a lot of it initiated and instigated by Auburn guys. Both teams had a ton of penalties in the ball game, but honestly, even though Auburn won it, I thought it was Auburn who had some of the dumber penalties at times, uh, head-scratching penalties, the kind that sometimes don't have an excuse, that sort of thing. Uh, it, and so I think for a team in a program looking for an excuse to fire its coach, they came into the year looking for an excuse to fire their coach. You know, they get gifted a couple of wins against Auburn and Arkansas. It makes the record look better than the team really was. This is a game where State actually played poorly, but still had a chance to be right there in it, you know. State's defense really limited the Auburn offense. They they hit two key throws in the whole ballgame that happened to be on a scoring drive. I'm, I'm crediting them, but I think this is one where the final scores of games – didn't affect how the people at Auburn were evaluating their program. You get blown out by Alabama, embarrassed you're non-competitive in the game against Alabama after beating them last year. So what does that say about how you've prepared versus how they've prepared? What does that say about how you've recruited consistently class on class like they have? You know, that kind of thing. And that's a big deal at Auburn. And then, you know, you have a game like the other night where it almost – the Auburn team played physical. Their defensive backs manned up and just physically whipped Mississippi State's receivers up and down that field for most of the night. Not all the night, but for most of it. But at the same time, Auburn had this look of a team that was almost out of control in some ways. Uh, after plays... Jawing constantly, Auburn players jawing with the Mississippi State sideline, like five, 10 yards from it. Uh, stupid penalties for Auburn. And then they win the game, and there's this I don't know. I mean, I understand that sometimes you see videos of coaches that dance with their team in the locker room in celebration, but it's usually after a really big win somewhere. This is a game they're supposed to beat state against a state <laughs> team with two wins right now. And you just went six and four. <laughs> and you go six and four, and he's in there dancing and celebrating literally like they just won the SEC. And I guarantee you that played a role in the ease of which they chopped things off on Sunday the very next day. I guarantee you there were Auburn people that they 
they were going to discuss all this starting on Sunday, when they saw the way the Auburn players behaved during the game and the way their coach behaved after the game, Mr. Green's phone was lighting up that night, and they said, get it done now. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah. All private money to buy out $21.48 million. Is that right? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Ain't nobody feeling yeah. sorry for Gus. And by Him and case, Malzahn are going to start a football coaching school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mu- mu- must must champ. Champ. He must champ. Champ. <laughs> Yeah, Must Yeah. M&M coaching school. Yeah, they were coaching yeah, peanuts together. Peanuts and plain. <laughs> <laughs> they were coaching together just a few years ago. I know it, sure. right? Uh, all right, Chris is back. Divinity Equipment phone. Chris, you have the floor, sir. Go ahead. How you doing, Matt? I'm over here in your home state, and cell phone signal's awful, so yeah. that's the way it goes. That's it. Um, what I, what I was going to ask you, is there an update on Spencer? Yeah, he's doing well. Everything's positive. He's going to be fine. Okay, because I've seen, seen him moving a little bit, but I wasn't sure. You know, I mean, you never know with something like that. It was, And I, and I really, I don't know if you've gotten to see, like, the television part of that, but um, SEC did a really good job with breaking away and not, you know, allowing you to sit there and watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I really think they did it justice to not do that. But also, the other thing is, is to comment on your on your um, your your caller talking about one player doesn't make a difference and this, that, and the other. Well, I would think to tell him that you can ask the Dallas Cowboys that one player really made a difference this year because we haven't done a that gum thing since Dak went out. They can't even lose with Grace to get the to get the number three pick in the in the um in the draft this year. So. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Last night was yes yeah, I mean yesterday was ridiculous. That was for number three pick in the draft. We should've they shouldn't have just they should have just put all the, the um the backup people out there and said, Let's let's get the number three pick in the draft. So but hey, let me ask you a question, Matt. I want I wanna get your opinion on this. Do you think it's going to turn up, turn the whole draft process up on its ear if um, Dallas picks Devontae Smith in the first round this year? Well, what's the context? Why would that turn it up on its ear? You mean just taking him when people don't think they're looking to take a receiver? Well, I mean, why would you take a receiver if you're in Dallas's position? You've got you've got Amari Cooper, you have C.D. Lamb, you have Michael Gallup. They're all over. 1,500 yards to 1,000 receivers. Yeah. And, I mean, you've got two good tight ends. Why would you take a receiver? That's why I'm saying that everybody expects us to either trade down yeah. or or pick a, uh, pick a tackle or a defensive lineman with that. And I just think that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, and then there's, then there's another crowd that thinks that they're going to use that pick to put pressure on back and say, hey, you know, you can either sign what we want or we're going to go get Justin Fields because a lot of people are saying that Justin Fields is not going to get picked second, but that that guy from Utah is going to be the second pick. Yeah. Well, and and that's that's the game they all play. But, Chris, what I would tell you is I I think it's pretty clear what's best for Dallas is to trade out of that and get more picks and potentially – you know, depending on who you trade it with, still trade it that involves a late first-round pick or an extra second-round pick or something and start rebuilding your line of scrimmage a little bit. 
They they don't need a receiver. Uh, no, what they need is defense. What they need is, you know, an offensive lineman who's younger and who's going to have a few more healthy years. Who's good. You know, it depends on how they evaluate those players. If they could turn that into, if they could turn that that top five pick into just more quality picks, more quality players is what they need because what they're looking at in terms of money in the future after doing what they did with Zeke and what they're going to have to now do with Dak on the heels of Zeke and and Jalen Smith, the linebacker, they're not going to be able to go and do what they've done in the past and rebuild a line, an offensive line or rebuild a defense with, with their draft picks alone. So I don't know. If, if they go and actually do something like that, number one, yes, you're right. It'll foul up the rest of the first round because nobody expects them to take a receiver. But if they do, it'll send a real clear message of what they think. That is, with our money situation, we cannot rebuild our defense in a draft. We must score points and score points at will to have a chance to win ballgames the next few years. And we might as well do this because we fix them to pay our quarterback. It'll be real clear what their thinking is with what they do with that pick. Yeah. All right, man. Well, y'all have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. See you. Somebody on the live stream says Dallas needs offensive line. Get Leatherwood out of Alabama, six six three twelve. Might want to get some defensive pieces, too. I mean, that's the thing, and they need so many defensive pieces. It's like, how do you draft enough? You know, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Interesting. I did not think I'd be talking about the Cowboys today, but here we are. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Reaction Monday is is something else. The homecoming queen made me a nice little list. Like, you know, she's my producer of things to get into. And some Barely of it, scratched the surface of that, huh? Some of it I haven't even gotten close. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. So Rebel Rex has a thought on Auburn and Gus and all this. Hugh. Hugh <laughs> what about Coach Freeze? We'll get into that next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the go. home team.